Welcome to Crushing Kayfabe. My name is Jason Garish. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Uh, let's see. I'm not even sure what the heck I'm going to talk about today. I'm just going to go off the cuff here. I know that um, Raiders have another win, you know, but the uh, Patriots have been awful this season, so I don't really... Uh, win's a win, I know, but uh, but it's always nice to see them win over the Patriots. I always enjoy that immensely. And I just uh, screwed up the camera. Hold on one second here. Yeah, so I'm always uh always happy when uh when we get to beat the Patriots. That's always fun. You know, not that uh I'm happy to see Josh McDaniels do well or get revenge. It's it's sad because I don't know what whether I'm supposed to root for the Raiders or not, because I really don't think that uh they're ever gonna be any good under McDaniels and and if they are successful they're just gonna keep them. So it's kind of Six of one half dozen of another, and they've got such awesome players there right now. I mean, with um, Jacoby Myers, Devonta Adams, Josh Jacobs, you know, and this kid, um, this tight end they picked up, you know. They've got some good stuff going on. The defense is playing a million times better, so uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like I say, as a fan, it's it's such a touring uh touring wow uh, it's such a uh, such a torn feeling i should say um jimmy g looks like he's going to be out for probably at least another game with a back injury they're saying it's not that serious i don't know probably the best thing that could happen the raiders is is garoppolo going out cuz i i i think he's so overrated i i'm sorry i just going from car to him the delivery is so different man i mean car could zip him into places and and garoppolo just seems like he's floating ducks up there all the time and i i root for the guy because he is a raider but it's it's like wow i we downgraded big time with this and has he won yeah but he's he's been on great teams that's why he went from the patriots to to the niners he's been on some awesome teams of course he's won you know um you know i just wish uh Derek carr continued success i know he was he was really uh irritated at the loss this week but uh <clears throat> like i said i wish him continued success um but yeah what heck let's talk about uh wrestling it is a wrestling show got my um my prime here which uh which was a free sample. I know it's a plain water bottle, but it's uh it's got the power to drinking it. My wife's been making fun of me nonstop. It was free. That's why it's not. <laughs> you know, I ain't supporting Logan Paul, but this is uh, it's actually pretty darn good. Um, probably kill me in the long run, but it's it's pretty darn good. It tastes pretty good. Some kind of coconut thing going on. It's it's no caffeine, no um. You know, it's supposed to be like electrolyte restoring type of thing, like a Gatorade. Um, I don't know if I feel more hydrated, but it does taste pretty good. So, uh, ah, wrestling, what do we got going on? More controversy coming out of AEW. Surprise, surprise. Um, where do I start? Um, did not watch Collision live or at all pretty much this week. I've seen it in uh, clips. Uh, I didn't watch... Uh, did not watch uh, 
Well, I watched Dynamite, I should say. I didn't watch anything else from AEW on that. But uh, but I did see the uh, exchange between Adam Copeland and uh, Ricky Starks. Um, ah, where do I go from there? You know, um, personally, are they really... I never saw Ricky Starks as that fragile of a person that he would get upset over promo. I maybe I'm wrong. I mean, the fact that people generally believe that um, that Copeland was taking a swipe at him, I think, just speaks volumes for how good Adam Copeland is, and not anything else there. But uh, <coughs> excuse me, I I thought the 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 remark about the rock was hilarious and this is the type of thing that people are supposed to do in wrestling promos they're supposed to bring elements of real life because i've always looked at starks i and i'm a, a ricky starks fan I, I like the guy i think he's good i just uh i have seen a lot of elements kind of taken from the rock and you know what so what i mean uh look at how over la Knight is right now he's taking elements from uh from the rock and stone cold so uh i can't really criticize anybody for taking elements from anything that works i mean rick flair took elements uh from buddy rogers and uh, hogan took elements from uh from graham superstar billy graham you know it's it historically that's what you do in wrestling you know but but i thought the the comments i thought copeland's comments were hilarious i thought it was a good promo um you know i probably i just shaved so i probably got ton of freaking uh hair on me and of course i'm wearing a white t-shirt here so you can see it it's my mouth matt's out back let me start over where i can actually talk uh matt's out back shirt here from uh matt's out back in connecticut eventually i'll learn how to speak sorry um but getting back to wrestling yeah i thought it was a, an interesting little exchange and i thought the uh he must have caught Starks off guard because usually Starks is a really good promo and I th- and he went the cheap route, the low hanging fruit route with the uh with the edge comment, which was kind of weird. It was like he was grasping for straws. Oh my goodness. Um you know and like I said, there's a guy that usually is really good on the mic and uh to see him kind of falter like that. I'm not sure what he was looking for when he was looking out into the crowd like that. I mean think he was just buying time for himself to think of something he came up empty so i don't know i don't know if there's any genuine animosity between those guys i don't know i mean you take guys that have been indie darlings and you subject subject them to being around uh guys that have been the business and have been the formulized system such as wwe and there's going to be personality clashes because these older guys respect the system. They respect history. They respect um, fellow wrestlers. And, and they expect the newer guys and the and the guys coming up to uh, to do the same. And when they don't, I think it's kind of a culture shock to them when they're like, wow, this guy is disrespecting me. And... Um, Guys like Adam Copeland need to be a stabilizing force in that locker room. You know, and I've said it before, I think he could be. I, I mean, he's an elder statesman kind of that he could kind of help fill that Undertaker role and kind of help things along. I mean, I think if they had 
CM Punk's still here, I think they'd be able to get some real traction, get this thing going. Because um, Punk has proven himself to be a ratings draw. I don't care what anyone says. And um, they need people like that in AEW because they've got the... Right now, the inmates are running the asylum, and it's been that way for a long time. And Tony Khan is not a strong enough figurehead to uh, to be able to direct these guys and um, lead the company the way it needs to be led. Excuse me. I probably must be upsetting my, upset my stomach there. Um, uh, you know, I I don't. I'd be shocked if there was any real animosity between these guys. I really would. You know, and speaking of CM Punk, there's been a ton of reports that uh, that CM Punk is not signing with WWE. I have a hard time believing that. Um, one, the reports are coming from people like Dave Meltzer and other extremely unreliable sources. So I, I'm not sure I buy into that right now. Secondly, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Secondly, Endeavor and Punk have a great relationship. Um, and I don't buy into this whole Trouble Falls Punk. I mean, I think he was one of the best things to happen to AEW. And if they would gotten rid of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, it probably would have helped matters. Even retain Kenny Omega and get rid of the Punks. Strip Omega of any EVP status they might have. and Or, I mean... I'll say this again. I think part of the reasoning behind um, Cody Rhodes leaving was some some tension and adversity, some strife between him and the other EVPs, because I think he probably had a very clear vision of what you want to do with the company and where you want to go. And I'll say it again. I credit uh, I credit Cody Rhodes just as much as uh, Tony Khan as created for creating AEW. I really do. I mean, I think he was the mastermind driving force behind it. Khan just happened to have the money and kind of wretched control creatively away from, um, away from Rhodes. Um, uh, another point is I think that punk has mended fences, a, a lot of fences that were in disarray with members of the WWE. I think he's mended fences with, with Triple H, I think he's mended fences with Miz, so on, etc. Um, and like a, once again, like I said, he he does have a great relationship with Endeavor, and uh, and Vince McMahon is no longer head of creative control in, or creative in WWE, I should say. Um, he has been relinquished of that role from TKO, you know, um, and uh, Triple H has been given full creative control over everything, so so you um, gotta look at it from that respect too, you know. Um, <clears throat> I, w does Triple H probably think he's more of a headache? Probably, probably, but I also think that Triple H knows what's good for business. And uh, does WWE no need CM Punk? Absolutely not. You know, they unfortunately, AEW has proven itself not to be any type of rival just through their own incompetence, unfortunately, because I, I love a lot of the wrestlers there, and I really was 
hopeful at the beginning of AEW's uh, run there. I I liked a lot of what they're doing, and I was really hopeful, you know. And I think a lot of that was dependent on Cody Rhodes, and unfortunately, with him going out, you know, I I think that changed the complexion of the company radically, you know, um, to the point where a lot of people have more control in that company than they rightfully should and uh, don't understand how to do business and don't understand what's good in the wrestling business. You know, um, they can appeal to the their niche minority group, but they're never going to ever have any mass appeal and they're never going to, they're never going to beat WWE that way. WWE has a system in place and they're just a gigantic machine, you know, um, and it might be true. Tony Khan might have more money than uh, Endeavor. I don't know. I don't know. You know, they don't disclose a lot of that information because um, AEW is a privately privately owned company, unlike you know TKO slash WWE, which is publicly owned. Uh, stockholders need to have these things. I mean, legally, um, these things are released publicly. You know what their income is, what what their take is, what the worth of the company is, what worth of stocks are, etc. It's a publicly owned company. Everything is public. Um, where was I going with this? But but you know, and they so you do take Vince McMahon out of the the equation, you know. Do I think McMahon has any animosity towards Punk? I think it's probably been played up much more than what there actually is. Did they do an awful, awful thing to him, firing him on his wedding day? Absolutely. Did they... Was it wrong the way they did it? Yes. Was it um, wrong the whole medical treatment and uh, how they handled that? Absolutely it was. You know, um, absolutely it was wrong. But was there malice there towards him? I don't know. That's something that you, you got to ask Triple H, you got to ask Vince McMahon. But it doesn't really matter anymore as far as Vince is concerned because he's outside the equation now as far as that goes. And the company that owns him loves punk. Um, so, like I said, uh, time will tell. <clears throat> time will definitely tell we'll we'll see what happens and i hate turning every week into the cm punk show i'm sorry i hate but i am a big fan of his and and he does seem to dominate the headlines every week even though he's out not even making a comment on anything you know um but yeah that that's that is what it is i i hope that there is no animosity between edge and uh and ricky starks i really You know, aside from that, what do we got going on? You know, I have not seen the uh, post-show for Fastlane yet, so I am sorry. I have not seen that. Um, I heard the portion with Cody Rhodes and, and Jey Uso was absolutely hilarious. I have not seen that. I am so sorry. Um, I am looking forward to seeing that. Um, Let's see. We got, uh, you know... A lot of stuff happened in that, you know, which I already got on, got went into, I should say, in a previous show. Um, you know, now, but we had, uh, last week we had L.A. Knight confronting, uh, you know, the, the head of the table, you know, um, confronting Roman Reigns. So, 
LA Knight is really getting the a jetpack to start him here, and he deserves it, you know. And I think they should utilize his uh, his clout and his uh, steam right now, and uh, and utilize that absolutely, you know. And it's about time that uh, that they started listening to to the fans and did that that way. I, I'm I'm so grateful that they're doing that, which was something that during the Vince McMahon reign they shied away from. They were going to stick to a plan regardless of how the how the crowd was reacting. They were going to push guys down our throats no matter what, you know, and a couple of guys that have responded to uh, the new style of booking have been, you know, Cody Rhodes and, uh, and LA Knight. I would make an argument for the, L.A. Knight being a bigger babyface star right now than even Cody Rhodes. You know, and that's something that he did himself. He got himself over. And uh, like I said, Eli Drake slash L.A. Knight slash whatever you want to call him has put the work in and uh, he's experienced. He's he's an older dude. Was he like 40, 41, I think? And uh, it's just killing it right now. It's just killing it. You know, great promos. And, and and once again, you know, he's a, a throwback to kind of an Attitude Era type personality with the mixture of The Rock and uh, Stone Cold. And I don't have a problem with that. You know, I grew up watching the Attitude Era and it was good. You know, it had a lot of bad things about it. Would I watch that with my son? Absolutely not. No. But but there was a lot of things, a lot of positives could be taken out of the Attitude Era. One of it is, is multiple storylines involving everyone um it seemed like everyone had a purpose on the show and they put everyone to use that was one of the things i liked about the attitude era another thing is you know witnessing and allowing people to get themselves over and push like that um you know and taking some creative liberties with uh with stuff i do I hope they return to more adult-oriented product like that? No, I don't. I, I that's one of the re, one of the things I love about WWE is I can sit down and watch it with my five-year-old and not worry about you know um, some of the things that happened uh, during the Attitude Era, and I'm grateful for that. You know, there are other wrestling promotions that you can watch that give a much more um, adult-oriented product, and you know, and AEW does. I think gives a much more adult oriented product. Um, which brings me back to my net and brings me around to my next topic. I completely forgot about the whole, uh, exchange between, um, MJF and juice Robinson. Um, very controversial right now with, uh, juice Robinson referencing the whole, uh, quarter incident that occurred during, uh, MJF's, uh, adolescence or teenage years or whatever. Um, you know, kind of going into the Jewish stereotype of being greedy and whatnot. Um, I don't really have a problem with them doing this, except for the fact that it's coming during a time where Israel has just declared war. That is about the only thing I have an issue with. Um, I mean, there have been other instances within uh, wrestling where they have capitalized on current events that are especially wartime events where um i know that wwe did this with sergeant slaughter you know back during the uh during the whole uh desert storm desert shield thing um 
or a variety of different things that occurred during that. And the, there have been controversial things that have happened. Um, it might be a little tone deaf. I'm not sure if the timing is great for this, um, but I think a lot of this is going to hang on, depend on how MJF handles this and, and utilizes this to um, to showcase himself and maybe even use this to bring about some uh, greater good, you know, and uh, kind of speak out against, you know, bullying and uh, anti-Semitism and hopefully utilize that as a platform for some good uh, because this could go either way and uh, you're skating on very thin ice right now, AEW, with that, that storyline. You know, I... I love both these guys. I think they're tremendous wrestlers, tremendous talents. Um, I'm a huge MJF fan. Everybody knows that. Um, and I've been watching, I was watching Juice Robinson when he was in uh, New Japan, you know, and, and I watched that guy and said, why isn't this guy in WWE? You know, at the time, I think he's really, really talented. And I think that this could create a really interesting thing. So are they just kind of abandoning the whole Jay White angle of this or... Um, I don't know, kind of excluding him from this by focusing on Robinson. Now. Um, I don't know. But uh, but like I said, once again, this is an area in particular where um, AEW is going to have to walk that type up because if they slip either way, it could be disastrous for them. They could upset and offend a lot of people. And from what I understand, they've already offended uh, some advertisers with this whole um this whole storyline so it could end up being disastrous for them i hope not um i don't you know it could cost them some money i don't want to say disastrous like it's the end of the company but uh but financially it could hurt them um like i said ooh, i i'm gonna put this on mjf and uh and juice and see where they go with this and uh i'm gonna reserve my opinion until this is over with like any movie or any storyline i want to see where it ends and and once everything once it, the end titles you know credits or end credits i should say uh roles um then i'll i'll judge whether it's a good storyline or not just like the way i judge movies um i know people have walked out on some tremendous movies that turned out to be great just because they started a little slower didn't like where it was going or didn't understand where it was going in the beginning so i'm of the feeling i like to go watch everything through to its uh fruition to its end and uh and see where it goes before i pass judgment um so on that note um oh another thing i just saw the uh the trailer for the iron claw a little while ago this looks excellent it looks great um um afron looks good he's a little short for the role but you know i'll take it i don't care it looks like they all are but uh um i don't care i don't care i, I can suspend my disbelief and uh enjoy the movie this kind of, if i'm not mistaken this is a24's first venture into doing a biopic or biopic whatever you want to call it so it'll be interesting to see how well they do uh, the trailer looks tremendous looks amazing you know efron has proven that he has some acting chops and i think he'll do a great job but um but we'll see it looks great it looks even i showed the the trailer to my wife and who is you know kind of a casual wrestling fan and uh 
she seemed to think it looked great too. So if you can grab those fan non diehard fans and the casual fans and even the fans who aren't involved and don't like wrestling, um, I think you got a winner and they might have a winner on their hands. I love the use of, I'm big on the use of music in everything, especially wrestling related. You know, I love the fact that AEW will take that extra step to um to get rights to popular music and uh and use that and we'll spend the money. And I think both Triple H and I think Tony Khan, that's one thing they do have in common. I think they realize how important music is to telling a story and in wrestling. And uh I love the use of uh of Don't Fear the Reaper in the uh in the trailer, you know, and then they I I don't understand the full reference with use of Tom Sawyer. I, I just love the song. I'm a huge Rush fan, so I was it was nice seeing it. I don't understand how that relates to the Von Eric family, but um anyone that is expecting to see a feel good movie, you're gonna be disappointed. Um I hope they kinda turn this around and have uh some things in the end that kind of, you know, lift up. I know, like, Lacey Von Eric, and I know, like, the uh, the current, um, you know, tag team, uh, uh, Von Eric tag team is, is seems to be doing very well and uh, seem to be going down the right path. So, uh, so, but by the time you're done watching this movie, if they do it correctly, you're probably going to be emotionally drained and uh, because of all of the uh, tremendous... <sighs> Tremendous grief and and uh, deaths involved in the Von Eric family, so you're probably going to be absolutely drained. I know I probably will be. Um, I grew up in the Northeast, so I didn't get to see a lot of the Von Erics. It wasn't until we got cable that I actually got to see other promotions and other um, federations. Got to see Von Erics a little bit. You know, I got to see some of the Southwest stuff. Got to see um you know wcw some of the end you know whatever territories the nwa which was pretty much everyone except wwe was involved in you know so i didn't grow up in that respect as a little kid i i did you know watch the wwe but when i did get to watch upon derrick's i understood the relevance and importance of it and uh it was a important part of my early wrestling development you know kind of as a wrestling fan so I I am looking forward immensely to this uh to this film so uh, so those are my thoughts on that but unfortunately I've got about a minute left so I'm just going to have to say um check us out on Patreon uh for a dollar a month you can uh help us out help keep the lights on and whatnot uh you know help keep everything going just uh look out for crushing kayfabe crushing with a k uh check us out on YouTube uh spotify um google podcasts etc etc well you got a chance uh check out then now in downtown trenton um we got some uh a booth reserved there with some goods and uh my wife has some some really cool uh, handmade items there but uh but check out then now downtown trenton tennessee if you're in the area if you're in western tennessee uh check us out there but uh but besides from that like i said follow us on uh on twitter on patreon.com you know and uh become a patron for only one dollar a month and that that you wouldn't believe how much that helps you know just to just help keep the lights on pay the bills it's it's tremendous um but other than that you know um i'm struggling here to remember exactly because i got a billion things on my mind but but um you know thank you everyone for tuning in 
you know, prayers going out for uh, for Israel and prayers going out for uh, the Ukraine. You know, just a bad, bad time in the world. I think you're going to see um, gas prices were supposed to dip, but I think they're going to dip and then take a straight um, shot right up. You know, and oh, and I, I won't, I don't have time, unfortunately, to get into the um, whole Middle East thing with the, oh, uh, with the, the upcoming uh, um, PLE coming up, uh, the upcoming PPV pay per view coming up. Uh, but I'll discuss that in another show. Thank you for tuning in. God bless. All right. <laughs>